keeping that, keep, yeah, drifting to that life. Yeah. So. yeah. How are you? Good. Back I'm again after how long? Only two weeks or something. No. No, three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. That's yeah, still but that's good. still relatively, yeah. relatively quick. But it's like, a, uh, it's like a mad work rate for us. I know. Yeah. One every thirty <laughs> weeks. Slave to this thing. Yeah. And if we were doing one every week, we'd be oh like, wow, God. we're yeah. like up there with MPR. Yeah. Yeah. The output. Yeah. Do you know the um. Uh, what's that podcast name? Jesse Thorne do you know him he does I know Maximum them. Fun I haven't uh, done yeah you told me about him I very good but, but when I look at that and the amount of the work that they put into yeah. it and, and the various shows they have and it's just they're so constant it's like what are you doing yeah. but, but this is like, their that's job their I guess but, job. But, I mean, yeah. you know we have time yeah. we could be doing this oh, we more frequently easily if we be doing this do. more frequently <laughs> uh, yeah no it's good at the moment it's just that crazy time that I've been given yeah. out about for ages now because it, in where we work and mm. I would imagine most colleges it's like this crazy time in mm. May where you get like one week to correct yeah. all of your work teaching's finished get yeah, it all done yeah, in a week. I get it all yeah. done in like five days and then we have like two weeks where we pretty much we really do don't nothing. have much to do. Yeah. It's crazy, and we're going yeah. in, and we're getting paid, and we're pretty much doing feck all. And it's like, why not just drag it out? Until you, yeah, exactly. Nicola Get heard more say that the other day, yeah. and Nicola work heard to say that the other day. She like ran up to the you're like, shut up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. do, do you want somebody to hear you? Yeah. And like, because yeah. give us extra yeah. work after they this. all think it. Yeah. Don't give them any reason to, to confirm it. You know. Yeah. But, but it yeah. is crazy. It's like this. It's like this real like hurry up, hurry up, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like right, and now let's go right. do an in service yeah. on nothing. <laughs> Just sit around listening to boring stuff. But it's yeah. uh yeah, I think you know, and also we teach on a social media content creator influencer course. Yeah. So you think we'd be more of the go gettery type kind of <laughs> yeah. certain example, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, somebody said that to me the other day. They were like talking about changing my settings on something. They were like teach social media you should know all about this i was like You're i should your settings or something? i should oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i did it Doesn't was sound like something you, you would have to know <laughs> no it was something about yeah i don't know yeah. what it was they were talking to me about some app they were like sure you should know all of yeah. this you teach social media and i was thinking yeah, yeah you would that, think that's not one right. would think well it's like uh like my friend well our friend carolyn work she's a physicist you know yeah and every time she's asked to do something and she if she can't do it no matter what it is someone will go you call yourself a physicist yeah make a cup of tea call yourself a physicist yeah (laughs) some scientist you are can't even make tea but it's like you know people have unreasonable expectations yeah Uh, yeah, but no in fairness I am terrible at social media that's why I thought it was so funny when I was asked (laughs) to take over the social media um uh, I shouldn't be saying this anyway on the podcast, but yeah, it's just so funny because I think I can I can understand why people might think I'm quite good on well, it, but I'm not. You know, there's so coor- many things coordinating a course and knowing everything about the subject matter are two different things. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's this is how result. we should justify <laughs> not knowing. But it's funny though when you start teaching first of all and they throw you things like preliminary engineering which yeah, is what I that might be a stretch <laughs> did you get that yeah my first year there oh now it was like God. work experience or something like that but still sometimes the students would ask me stuff about prelim engineering and I'd have to be like sorry look yeah. my background's in film and tv yeah. I don't know anything about prelim engineering not all of your subjects are engineering related you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right. did learn stuff about um that salmon you know when salmon jump up uh, the river <laughs> Yeah, and there was some, because they had to do a presentation on, you know, engineering feats, which was actually okay, quite interesting, yeah, yeah. but some guy talked about how in somewhere, in some river, maybe it's in Ireland, they've actually built a little tunnel or oh, something yeah, yeah, yeah. for the salmon. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what I remember from that oh, whole yeah. year of teaching from engineering. Yeah. 
I, I did something similar with it. I wasn't quite as diverse or far off my area as engineering would be. With some group, I had to do uh, uh, presentations with communication module. And one of them could do it on anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. They could do it on a vocational area or, or just anything. Yeah. And one guy was really into greyhounds. <laughs> and he did this presentation on his greyhound. His family was breeding them and stuff. Oh. And at one point, he had a picture of... Um, a greyhound kind of looking into the camera and the, the guy's living room and his dining room and kitchen behind it. And he goes, the thing about greyhounds is they need a lot of company because if they don't press click on the neck for the next slide, they could go fucking mental. And it, the next slide was the same as the first one, except the kitchen was destroyed. All the cupboard doors had been pulled off and the couch had stuffing everywhere. And I just, you know, oh, that's brilliant. I probably should have made them do it about their area. Yeah. <laughs> but the brief said they didn't have to. Yeah. These are the things you end up with. Oh, another guy was doing, um, we have to do these, uh, in the old uh, communications module, they did have to do this role play kind of thing. That's so weird. It's so Denise strange. has told me about this yeah. before, the role play thing. That, but, there's something a bit odd about it. They, they had to do... Um, uh, as if they were buying tickets for something or they're ringing somebody up to <laughs> buy tickets. This is the scenario. So they have to ring up and try and book tickets. Right, and, uh, because that is a very difficult yeah, thing that's to the thing. do. I, this yes. module was written years ago. And, you know, even to the point where there's a, you got quite a high amount of points if you sent an email, you know, because <laughs> that was the newest thing. At the time. But at one point, um, this student goes, uh, uh, one of the students says to her, he goes, oh, can I get your credit card number, please, for the purchase of these tickets? And the guy goes, yeah, it's something like... Yeah. And I'd stop and go, no, no. Your credit card isn't something like... Just say, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> whatever. Make up the and numbers. Goes, okay, okay. And he you know, gets back into the, the scene. And, character. Uh, and, uh, but this is the thing. He was, he was completely in character, uh, right? And, uh, and he goes, and uh, um, the expiry date on that card? And he goes, oh, I don't have it in front of me. And he looks. He turns to his left and he looks. What I now know is upstairs. Yeah. And he goes... What's my number? And, and, and at that point, I just had to stop it. You know, just everybody was in hysterics oh laughing God, at this. That's so funny. And, uh, uh. He goes, uh, I, I said, I appreciate the effort you're putting into this. <laughs> You've got this whole backstory, this whole life. You know, I said, but there's no need to bring your, your imaginary <laughs> wife into this. And he goes, and he was 100% serious. He goes, oh, she's not my wife. She's my mistress. <laughs> I go, look, I don't need this level of detail. Again, you know? I appreciate yeah. the effort. But... And, uh, but then he went back into it for one last go. And the, the student says to me, okay, get your name, please. And he goes, my name. My name is... And I go, just use your own name. And he goes, uh, I want it to be believable. And I said, what's more believable than your own name? <laughs> it, just, it just never got true. And I had to, I had to kind of edit it together afterwards into something presentable. We'll cut that bit out. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on, yes, yeah. on track with our show. Now I want to teach a communications oh, module just good. so I can add in that role play there oh and see what God, happens. Oh, my God, it's unreal the things that happen in there. Yeah. Anyway, so what did we say? We were gonna, so we, this week, yeah. we're going to talk about Midnight Library. Yeah. By Matt Haig, which is a book. Yeah. Um, Frank of Ireland, which is a TV show, and Luxury Problems by Andy Stott, which okay. is an album. album. The Midnight Library is the seventh novel from the English writer Matt Haig. It tells the story of Nora Seed, a woman who has become disillusioned with her place in life and attempts suicide. As her body in this world starts to slip away, she finds herself in the Midnight Library. 
We soon realise that Nora is in her own personal purgatory and that books on the library shelves are alternative lives that Nora could have lived. She now has the option to try on any of these lives by picking a book from the shelves. Will she find a life that she wants to stay in or will she choose to drift away? He said it could so easily have veered into Tuesdays with Maury territory, but it doesn't yes. do that. So, so then I was on Audible and I saw it come up and I saw again that Carrie Mulligan was reading it. And we had just watched Promising Young Woman and I really like Carrie Mulligan. So that's how I heard about it. And okay. I, I listened to the audiobook and I think I listened to it in like a week or so, right. or a couple of days. I listened to it quite quickly. Yeah, I so, read it. I'd be interested to see what the different experience of reading it and, and, and hearing it. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the basic premise is that. Uh, it's about this woman, Nora, Nora. Seed. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> after a very relatively quick introduction to her life, she basically attempts to kill herself. Yeah. And she ends up in the Midnight Library. Yeah. Which it's is basically. basically her purgatory, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of, it's in between life in between, and death. So yeah. It's not heaven, it's not hell. Yeah. It's almost not even for, it's just this, it's like a holding place, I mm. suppose, until you until you decide. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I and the, I, the premise, I guess, is that you can take a book from the shelf and then you can step into a, another version of the life that you could have yeah. lived and see what the difference is. And, yeah. and I think in, in theory, the, the idea is that you can pick one. Yeah. If um, you really like it, you can and you, you can, can stay, you there. Can stay and, there. And once you start deciding that you don't like something and you feel, I think it's a constant disappointment or a, a, a something disappointment. It's sort of like a full disappointment yeah, in your yeah. life. You're brought back you're brought to this back midnight library. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, um, so in the library is is the librarian who is a, a character from her childhood that was there. Uh, she was a school teacher. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was she a I librarian? Think she, was no, a she was a librarian. librarian yeah, in her, and she was very nice to her. And she was very nice to her at a very key moment in her life. Yeah, yeah, one of the only people that seemed to be very nice to yeah. her. So, and that that's the premise. So she, yeah. she goes and she tries on these lives and stuff like that. And that essentially where the book goes yeah. right up until the point where she has to make some yeah. kind of decision it's, without giving yeah, away the ending yeah. I guess you know it's quite a, like a simple narrative in a way mm. there's not really many subplots or anything no, like that it's no. all quite it's straight and, and that yeah that's and, and I guess it. at first I was kind of I was listening to oh sorry I was reading all, all the various uh, lives that she tries on and stuff like that and you know you get the obvious choices and mm-hmm. um, like she'd been in a band that was on the verge of being successful and she had kind of walked away from it and, yeah, uh, and so she wanted to try that life and see how it would have gone had they had they carried on and um, uh, but I, I, I really like that stuff I can't I, before I started it I remember thinking I wonder what way the um the actual suicide will be handled mm. as such, you know, and I thought it was handled really well. Mm, yeah. Because it actually, they didn't reveal how she had done it no. until quite late in the book. I, I think, think it's towards the end. Yeah. yeah you don't, because yeah. I, mean, I thought maybe I just missed it because sometimes that happens when I'm listening to something, yeah. I'll start thinking about something and I'll miss it, but yeah. actually I don't think it was I think that's very all. much on purpose. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and I, I, I kind of thought the way it was described at first was, there was no melodrama to it. It just mm-hmm. felt like a girl who felt that she had run out of viable options. Yeah. And that's where she had ended up. Mm. And it didn't feel overdone. And I kind of quite liked the way it would kind of, not imply, but it would kind of hint that maybe a decision like this isn't maybe as hysterical as people mm. might think. Yeah. And it's a rash decision or it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. for some people it's very calculated or it's very... Um, it's 
it's the best option. Yeah, yeah. You know? And she also felt at the time that she was actually, even though it wasn't true, she felt, felt like she was actually harming people's lives, or that she was yeah. bring, just bringing it's sadness into people's, people's lives. people's lives yeah, in a way, yeah. you know? But I thought that was really beautifully handled, just the, um, just the way it kind of crossed from that world into the into the yeah. midnight library world mm-hmm. uh, because you know it wasn't graphic it wasn't uh over the top it was just it was very sad you know yeah. they were just yeah. you know the, the sadness of that decision and mm. um and kind of the re- the almost relatability relatability of it in that mm. when you when you're the author's kind of describing the lead up to it and, yeah. and, and kind of the reasons why she's deciding to do this you can almost you know it's obviously an extreme decision but you can sort of understand how somebody can get to that yeah, stage yeah, you know even when it's not yet over the top or dramatic yeah. you kind of just think yeah they probably just think there's they can't see any point anymore right. not, you know and, and that they can't see their life improving i suppose and this is just kind of yeah very practical decision that they were making how was that handled in the audiobook i mean who was the voice is it so carrie mulligan is is the voice the whole way through but is she the narrator or is she nora she's everyone so it's just narrated by her so she does she's the narrator she's nora she's all the characters and she's brilliant so that was one of the i would actually i do think it's a very good book to listen to because she's so good and I, th- I really like her voice. And she would change her voice to yeah, see the Yeah, you know, and she wouldn't, like, when we were saying the other day yeah. at work, when, again, Nicola was uh, doing an impression of an Irish man. Yeah. <laughs> like she was brother. saying something and, and somebody like, had said to her and she just couldn't, do her work. like, no matter what the person said, it would, there would always be this stupid voice yeah. about it. Hello, Nicola, yeah. he said. You know, it's just, but uh, she was, yeah, but, I would imagine she, she Yeah, was so she doesn't do that, but she's able to, she's, because she's such a good actor, I suppose, um, she's very good at playing Nora, but uh, but even the other characters as well. It's just more the inflection in her voice, and for the, and the male, male characters, characters yeah. the male characters she'll make it a sl- t- tiny bit deeper, but not like you know comically deep <laughs> or anything like that. She just would low. See, she's got quite a low voice anyway, right, okay. I think. So she kind of just loaded, lowered it a little bit more. But no, it worked really well. Right, like okay. when she was, you know, doing uh, this character called Ash's voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds quite realistic when there's like she doesn't sound like a man. You're aware yeah. that, but it's it's funny. But there's enough distinction if they're having yeah. a conversation. Because I listened to an audiobook before. I think it was the first audiobook I'd listened to in years. It was a Stephen King book, 122633, about the, the man who yeah. Kennedy assassination. And the yeah. man who, who narrated that, again, same thing, he narrated it but did all the parts. He was very good, but when he <laughs> when he did the woman's voice, he put on this, she's a southern oh, accent, and he was like, I did that. <laughs> it, was, it was like, oh, it was just oh so, you were so aware that it was a man putting on a woman's voice and it was like really over the top and like, it's like everything she said was kind of drawn out and like yeah, trying yeah. to be sexy. Even when she was saying like she was it's... going to get a glass of milk. <laughs> Nobody ever it's said that. It's such a strange choice. But, it can't just be budgetary reasons. Yeah, so I, well, I suppose just... like normally with audiobooks, it's just narrated by one yeah, person and yeah. then they do it. But with Carrie Mulligan anyway, that doesn't happen but I find her voice very nice and, and soothing and she's a really she's really good at accents but yeah. I, I really like the book I have to say I do think it's, it's one that's good to listen to but reading reading is just as good mm. but I just I love that idea anyway you know that the, it's it's actually called the, the Manny Worlds theory and it's kind of like the multiverse, multiverse theory yeah, and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff um, and I, I like the idea that there's there's all these like different options out there that there's yeah. you know that there's I don't really understand the multiverse theory so there's the multiverse parallel theory universe, and then yeah, yeah the parallel universe theory 
But then there's also the idea that like every decision you make, every time you make a decision, that something is splitting off into another uh, parallel yeah, universe yeah, where absolutely. you could have done something slightly differently. And I really like that idea that there's all these, and I think everybody's kind of drawn to that in some ways, that like your life could be different in so many ways, you know, just by like simple little choices yeah. or actions that you do. So I like that idea anyway. And I think the way that they dealt with um, depression and anxiety and all that, I think, I think he, he dealt with it, Matt Haig, I think he dealt with it really well. Yeah. That it's kind of, it's sort of, you know, is asking the reader, I think, to kind of confront it in a way or sort of showing what it's like and sort of, but in a, in a very kind of non-judgmental way, kind yeah. of asking yeah. the question like, you know, is it really worth it to do this? Is it, what, what is it that you don't like about your life? Is there anything yeah, you yeah. could change? Yeah. Is there anything you can't change? You know, and, and would you really be better off either in another life or not alive at all. Yeah. You know, I think it kind of asks those, brings up those questions, but in kind of a non-judgmental there a, way. There was a mechanism in it in that, um, that although she could go and experience another life, she could never experience it as the person she was replacing. Yes. You know, insofar as yeah. she was still aware that, yeah. you know, like if, if she, if she kind of quantum leaped into a, into a life where she would, um, you know, she would get there and she'd have to do some research on the phone as to who she was and yeah, just try yeah. and Google herself. Yeah. Like it she might... very stressful. When I was listening yeah. to that, I was thinking, God, imagine just being plumped into somebody's life and they'd be like asking you to do things. Like yeah. which, there's one scenario where she is a world famous swimmer because yes, that was one of the things. What she and the next with, thing yeah. they're like, yeah, well, you're about to do your TED talk now and she has yeah, to just, just sit to go and, and do go and do talk it. and doesn't know anything But also about it. like, you know, being dropped into a life where you're married to someone uh, but you don't have that history yeah, with them yeah. and you know there was one moment where she, she stayed quite a while in her life and had managed to avoid having sex with her husband for yeah. quite a while and then weirdly had to had to, had to give in to it in a sense and yeah. turns out it was okay but yeah. you know but it's just so she could never truly experience yeah that, but wasn't it a thing though that eventually she would I think there I think what happened as she went on, she yeah, as she stayed longer in each life, she seemed to remember. Yeah, things would come into things, her head. Yeah, but she was never, she never lost the memory or the idea that she was from another timeline. She's, time she's, line she's called a slider, and that's yeah, just people. Yeah, and, she, yeah, and at one stage, yeah. she even meets a different person who's a slider as well. A French yes, man. Exactly. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan puts on quite a good friend. That that voice. She, so yeah. there's a French man in it, and that voice she does kind of deepen her voice for that because yeah. he's French. But, but uh, when she goes to what they call the perfect life later on, uh, she the longer she stays here, she does start to remember things that happened to the version of her that was in this life before she got there. Yeah, yeah. But I never got the sense that she was then just going to fully blend into that and just be that person. Mm. See, because I, uh, that would never work. Yeah. I mean, that life would never work. Cause she would. Yeah, but I got. I kind of. I thought. I remember this. The librarian saying that, but because I thought I remember her asking that, and mm. the librarian saying, eventually, if you like the life enough, and if you mm. decide to stay in it, eventually, you will get to the stage where you don't remember the fact that you're a slider. Because right. otherwise, you'd be in this life and you'd never feel. Yeah. Like, I think in that particular. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think that just didn't happen. But. I think I, I think I remember the librarian saying that it would get to a stage if you were totally happy in that life that yeah. you would you would eventually forget the fact that you're a slider or that you're yeah. in this kind of it felt and, and again look, this is this is a, a world that needs rules as such mm. but <clears throat> it felt like that rule was there to answer the question you know well how could this be her life ever yeah. you know yeah and, and that's fair enough you know you got 
as long as the world works within its own rules, then I think that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of thought for the most part it was designed to not let you want to take part in most of these lives. Yeah, you know oh yeah, definitely. And I, I guess yeah. it has to be in a sense yeah. that they have to be, the ones that are going to work best for you are, are rare. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that, yeah, kind of brings up the idea as well is that you, there's so many people have regrets and that's one mm-hmm. of the things in the book is that in this library, there's loads of different books and there are all these different lives, but there's also a big book of regrets oh, and regrets. that's so yeah, every yeah. single regret that she's had in her life and if she reads them all at one time, it's too much for her and all yeah, this sort of yeah. stuff. It's, really, it's a really heavy book as well. But it's kind of the idea really of that, you know, the grass isn't always greener just because sure. you think, yeah, you know, yeah. this idea that we all have so many regrets, but actually if you'd done the thing that you're regretting, maybe your life wouldn't have yeah, worked out absolutely. as well and maybe the life that you're in at the moment yeah. is actually possibly is the best yeah. and maybe and you guess, just need to change something and I guess on that level the, the, the message is kind of <clears throat> it's kind of we've heard that message before yeah. you know, grass yeah. is green and stuff like that and the allegory is what makes it interesting here the allegory of the or the um, the idea of the midnight library yeah. and how it's personal to everybody and the other guy had a video store didn't he his, his oh yeah, yeah, library. yeah video library yeah <laughs> serious libraries um <laughs> But he, um, I thought it was, it felt like this could, I could so easily see this as a, as a TV show. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. And I think the writing was really, really strong, but in terms of the, the style of the writing, it wasn't, there's very few lines that were memorable to me. And I don't really don't mean that in any bad way, because I thought, I thought it was brilliantly written, Mm -hmm. but it was written in such a simple way. Deceptively simple because yeah. that's so hard to do. Yeah, uh, and there was except there was an incredibly moving moment towards the end, which I felt it should have ended on, and without giving anything away, it's she ends up at the the door of her neighbor, Mister Banerjee. Oh yeah, remember that? Uh, yeah, and uh, then I think there's two more chapters after that. Okay, and I th- I felt if it had ended. Yeah, there, I think I thought that too. I, that I, I remember I, thinking. I think I, I thought, thought it was, was. I was expecting yeah. it to end then, and yeah, then it, it kept was, on going. And I, I thought, was in tears at that chapter. It was yeah, so good. Yeah, and I just kind of thought it was. Do you know what? It didn't hurt it that it had two more yeah. chapters to but it. But funny, anyway. I can't remember the final two chapters. Yeah, I actually can't really yeah. remember what they happened were just, after that. Not they were just. There was just a bit of a. You know, like in all books, you know, there's some loose end tying. And I don't think yeah. they could have been tied up before that. Yeah. Um, because she needed to get to that point for those things. But I just felt it was such a powerful end to it. Yeah. It, and I always loved that kind of such a tiny, simple moment is so effective mm. at the end of that. And I really mm. enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, if, if you're if your complaint about a book, your only complaint is that this amazing moment happened 10 too pages soon too soon i mean yeah. that's that's yeah you know and it, nothing took away from it at the end you know those those last chapters yeah. but in my head that's the one that lingers yeah, yeah end, because that's you know? i think i remember i can't remember exactly what happens i must go back and listen yeah. to it but i do remember thinking at the time oh I, this it's gonna end now and then it yeah i guess it's easier on, for yeah. me to think of it in terms of chapters whereas if you listen to the whole thing i yeah. guess it, it feels different yeah but yeah. it's uh, yeah it, i don't want to, we're kind of beating around the bush here but it's it's um so fantastically uh, realised in that, that final moment in mm. that uh, third last chapter right. I just kind of felt <clears> this feels like such a natural yeah, end yeah. No, and then there's a little bit of tidying up and that was, yeah. that was good too but it didn't have the emotional punch of that third to last chapter and yeah. the third to last one yeah I think um, I know the one you're talking yeah. about and yeah no I would agree with that but no I think yeah I think it's really well written in that it is very simple and I think it could have so easily been over the top 
or cheesy mm. or twee and I think yeah. chooses with more even though that was such a, a successful book it mm. can get quite a little bit like and then there's another one called the people you meet when you die or something like that oh five people you oh, meet yeah and, and, yeah and that's and it's it's similar it's kind of like like a nice idea I get the idea and mm. again really really popular but yeah. there was just something a bit twee about it whereas I, th- I think the midnight like there was there's like maybe one or two uh incidents i think happen or, or even just lines where i kind of thought it was straying into that area a little bit but not very not no. enough to stay in my head and, and again i guess the rest of it was handled so well yeah, that's the thing that you, yeah you always felt that he knew where the line was yeah but sometimes in a story like that i think you almost have to yeah go right up to the cheese line yeah. but um but he, he always he always landed on the right side of it. Yeah, um, and, but and it also kind of uh, raises an interesting question of like you know because again not giving too much away but there's she basically could have been an amazing like an Olympic swimmer or a, a, in a very successful band she seems to like she was very very talented a lot mm, of different things she's very yeah, intelligent yeah. but you know when she goes into those lives then you kind of think. But it, they, they didn't seem to suit her either for different, you know, stress, yeah, all this yeah, sort of stuff. So yeah. then you kind of think, yeah, maybe, like, just because somebody has these talents, maybe that's not the best thing yeah. for them to be doing either, you know? And they're pushed into all these lies that they don't particularly yeah. want or it doesn't particularly suit them. I did feel that the moments when they were talking about the band stuff, I did read that and think, I don't think Matt Haig has been in a band. Okay, right. Because it, it just right. seemed like kind of the broad strokes. And I guess that's on purpose. You know, you're not, it's not about being in a band. Yeah. But it, it's probably just me because, you know, when I, if I see someone playing a guitar on TV, I am always looking to see if they can play that guitar. Oh, right. Or yeah, are they yeah. kind of strumming it with their thumb or yeah. they're not changing their hand position for mm-hmm. even an attempt at chords. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah. And I, I felt that there was maybe, I couldn't, t- I couldn't pick one that I would get rid of, but I felt maybe by the end we'd visited one too many yeah lives, i thought that too you know? yeah yeah and i felt that the one where she was um she was a was she a geologist no she a was glaciologist. Um, glaciologist yeah me. i thought i quite enjoyed that yeah, chapter i that thought it was great frenchman yeah and I, I but then also the the bear incident i kind oh, of yeah, kind of wanted great. more like yeah, that yeah. but then i guess it's all so they were all variations on what they called her root life. Yeah. So there was no version of it where she was, I don't know, an astronaut or mm. there, were no, there were all variations yeah. on everything she had done. Thought quite realistic. Point, yeah, like know? she could have ended up in yeah. any of these lives. I guess, and I guess they were all lives that she was joining. Like it was it wasn't like she tried to kill herself at thirty and then you went mm. back to a version of her life at twenty. Yeah. It was yeah. all it seems yeah, to be that, all, it would have been around the yeah, same time. The same yeah. Age. She was yeah, thirty five and all of them, I think. But um yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I felt it was it was the right length. I'd read one of his books before, which was The okay. Radleys. Oh, okay. Which right. is about a, a vampire family, I think, living in a an English suburb. Oh, is it? Which good? sounds like yeah, it was great. It was really good. And it's that sounds like it's gonna be some, you know, like it's going to be funny mm. in, a, in a weird way like you know what's the uh, what we do in the shadows you know the, right, the yeah, tv yeah. show and film but it was it was a lot more about you know the grim reality of being a vampire family who oh. didn't want to be feasting on their neighbors oh, and stuff okay. like that you know? that sounds like good it's so not it the really good. Uh, yeah the Radleys, right. yeah okay so i'd recommend that as well Brilliant. and this book too, yeah i would so. definitely recommend out of five i would i would probably give it a 4.5 the only re- i don't really know why i'm taking off a half point i suppose it's just because the, i suppose at times maybe it's maybe a little bit too it feels a little bit too simplistic whatever that means or maybe sometimes it kind of strays yeah. into oh this is getting giving a very simplistic version of depression or anxiety or whatever but mm. in general i don't think it does that at all but think, definitely five, yeah. 4.5 for me anyway because once once they had established or he had established the the midnight library you know uh 
concept in, in, in the book, it kind of played out exactly as I thought it would. Right, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't have predicted any of the lives she would have gone yeah. to, but just how she was eventually going to realize that, mm-hmm. you know, her old life wasn't so bad yeah. and was going to go back to it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, and I don't think he was trying to hide that from us or anything like that, but there were no, there were no surprises in it. I remember thinking, you know, the multiverse idea, and you know, this uh, is there's a book called The Occurrence at Elk Creek Bridge. Oh, okay. It's an old kind of book, and it's basically one of those, it's a kind of a, you know, when, um, in a story where you see somebody, uh, somebody's life, and then you realize that this is them remembering their life in the in their dying oh, moments. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. so I think in in Elk Creek Bridge, it's like uh, it's like somebody is about to be hung, and in the moment of the rope or the trapdoor giving way and the rope snapping, in his mind, in the blink of an eye, he relives his life, and then oh, he realizes okay. it. And right. it's, that was a kind of concept or a conceit that was used in Lost as well. Yeah, know? yeah, um, it's it's a very popular yeah. this idea of being able to relive your life in some yeah. way. Like even things like Groundhog Day and sliding doors, like oh, the idea that yeah, you know yeah. it is. It's so, I love it's a good time a bit, loop. Yeah, uh, but it's obviously kind of a desire that a lot of people yeah, have, and absolutely. I think even based on the popularity of this book as well, it yeah. has been extremely popular. But uh, I I think it's a really nice version of that idea. Yeah, absolutely. Though. It's it. I thought it was beautifully non-cynical it wasn't a cynical book at all yeah or and it was very hopeful and but Mm. like i say skirted up to the cheese line on the odd occasion but but it it never 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 crossed it you know so yeah yeah, i i go i go four out of five for that if we were going to go on that system Mm -hmm. only because you know and i don't even know if this is something i should be taking a a point off or it's just i just didn't feel like it it went the way i thought it was going to go yeah. There was yeah. no big. Yeah, there's well, no plot twist at all. Moment, yeah, you know? that's the thing. It's yeah. quite. It is quite simple, but, but that's, uh, that's yeah. no. But that's no bad thing. Yeah. You know? no, I, 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 I think a, a poorly placed twist is just oh, so bad. Yeah, you know? definitely. But yeah. yeah, it just it just played out exactly as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very very satisfying. Yeah, very, very I think, and I would recommend uh, people to listen to the audio book version yeah. just because I think Carrie Mulligan does such a good job yeah. at it, and she she's so. I good mean, I think it. in the in the the book there wasn't a chapter that was over six or seven pages. It yeah, kind of the nice along. short chapters yeah. as well. That yeah. was nice. I really liked that. Because I'm my my not my attention span, but just my my ability to stay awake once I'm in bed and have oh a book on my hand. Yeah, so as soon as I start reading, it's yeah, like a sleeping tablet. I've been <laughs> trying to read American Dirt, which is very easy to read. Yeah. So I've been trying to read that for the last, I'd say, four months. <laughs> and I, I put it, I stopped, I was doing really well and I was reading the chapter night and then I put it down and I haven't started since. But anytime I do, it's just like straight yeah. away, I'm gone. I, I've been woken up so many times by an iPad falling on my forehead or oh, a book right. falling on it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Great. recommended. Yeah, definitely yeah. recommended. There we go. Pause for a <laughs> <laughs> So next is Frank of Ireland. Frank of Ireland. Happy birthday, Frank. What's going on? This is an intervention, Frank. My birthday present's an intervention. You're stuck in a cycle, Frank. You're 33. You don't have a job. You're still living at home. You can't even fucking drive. Hence the bicycle. You're welcome, by the way. You think I'm stuck in a cycle so you gave me a bike? You have to find your own place to live, Frank. This is my house. I have to defend it. It's like home alone. I love you, Frank. You're one of my best friends. You still want to do the flaming bag of dog poo on his doorstep? It's a little unsophisticated. But yes, please. I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. Is that a boner? Yeah, that's that's a strange one. If you keep living like this, what's your life going to look like in 30 years? You're in with me, Buster. How's that? 
I don't know, Doofus. What if I'm with a lady? I don't mind watching. No, I don't think this is gonna work. Mom, why does everything turn out shit for me? Because you're a prick, Frank. Oh. Frank, I want the truth! Frank, 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 Frank. 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 Oh, God damn it, Frank! Might have a quick cry. <laughs> Five more minutes, Frank. <laughs> So, you told me about this. Yes. Um, <laughs> How did you hear about it? Because I hadn't um, heard about it before. Do you know, seven. I listened to a podcast called Off Menu Podcast mm. with um, Ed Gamble and James Acaster. And they have guests on who talk about their, their dream meal. So they choose their idea. Yes, I've heard. Yeah. I think I've listened really to good. the B Really good. Episodes. Oh, that was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. But so Donald Gleason was on it recently. Okay. And, and he was on there to promote uh, the Frank of Ireland, Ireland show. Mm hmm. And uh, I I was listening to it and he was describing the show and it's he's made it with his brother. Yeah, Brian. His, uh, is it Brian? Yeah. Yes. Brian. Brian. Yeah, that's what it's. It's the Irish Brian. version. Actually, I don't know why I'm saying that. I have a cousin who's called <laughs> Brian, which is absolutely fine. Brian. Brian. That's, that's how I've different. always heard it. Is that? But I thought that's how he said it. <laughs> you sure, it's not Brian, though. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said it on the podcast that way. Or is it Brian? Like it could be brilliant. It, it's it's with an I thought of A N, isn't it, or A I M or something? Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at one of those interviews. <laughs> your your cousin will be hearing from me about this. Um, but anyway, he uh, yeah, so he's working with his brother, and his father shows up in it at one point. Right. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it's basically it's set in well, it's filmed in kind Malahide, of Malahide, Cormarnock, yeah. Clontarf kind of yeah, area. Yeah. But I don't know if it's particularly set there. Yeah, uh, it's just set in some suburb it, in Dublin. Yeah, basically. and they all don't seem to have enough money to be living where they're living. No, but anyway, <laughs> it's, not, I was thinking it's that. the story of um, of Frank and uh, what's his his Frank uh, Doofus, Doofus. Which we'll get even, on to that in a minute. So Donald Gleeson plays a character called Doofus, who is in awe of uh, Frank. Yeah, Frank is kind of a local kind of. Idiot. idiot and uh he's disastrous relationships just, just the most self-absorbed person you can imagine but doofus has no talent to speak no of for some reason is incredibly arrogant yeah I, I, and i love that concept of the the arrogant idiot mm, and the yeah. undeserved uh confidence if it's know? written well yeah yeah but he had <laughs> to forget that but i think i, th I really like the premise i thought yeah. the premise was very good and i you know and i thought yeah so Doofus is in awe of, of uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. And Frank is, has an on and off relationship with an ex-girlfriend who is about oh, to get married yeah. and lives with his, he lives with his mother who is uh, either widowed or divorced mm -hmm. and is... Um, She's a bit of a cougar, isn't she? Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, much, much to his disgust. But it's, so it's this very broad idea. And it's just about... There's no central... Idea you just kind of dropped into their lives, really. And each episode yeah. is like there's one episode where uh, Doofus is involved in a musical, yeah. and everybody in the in the cast <laughs> is involved in this musical. But yeah. Frank wants to get in and take it over with his terrible songs. And Doofus has written all the music for this, yeah. and it's just you know. But each episode is broadly speaking kind of standalone, and it's yeah, just a stupid thing. Like it in, starts you know? off, you know, you find a, in the very first episode, um, uh, Frank and Anya is his ex-girlfriend yes, yeah. have uh, slept together, yeah. and you, you find out that they broke up six years ago, yeah. and you see that he's written on his hand, don't sleep with Anya. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. And then she's kind of saying, look, we can't do this anymore. I'm actually seeing someone, I'm seeing a doctor. Yeah. 
cute, stupid joke. Right? Oh yeah, yeah she's been... actually sick. Anyway, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and that and so you kind of think, oh right, this this program is going to be about him trying to get her back, yeah. but it's not even really about that. No, right? not really. It's just so horrible to her in the first place. Anyway, sorry, you say what you think about well, okay. before I go on my rant. Yeah, so like you say, when when she says she's seeing a doctor, he's kind of oh, is it anything serious? Kind of they just will not Let resist the lowest hanging fruit that you can yeah. imagine they will go for it um but so after that they go and you, it, first episodes always are just setting up the world and bringing yeah. in all the characters and then all the relationships and stuff like that and the doctor is i don't know his name but it's nage from love hate yeah it's what's his name uh something vaughn Ed, Ed, paul Ed. vaughn no something no. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're so researched on this <laughs> uh, and actually he was in uh, one of the one of the the big marvel movies you wouldn't recognize him oh, really right um, yeah, generally, usually he's a very good actor. He is, but absolutely. He's really good. What is his name? I'm just going to look yeah. it up here. I, I will probably edit this out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to. Are you sure it's not Paul Vaughan, no? No. Okay. It is in it's, there. It's, it's a, like a double barrel surname. Tom. Tom something Tom Vaughan. Vaughan. Let's call Tom him Tom Vaughan. Yeah, Tom Vaughan. Uh, I'm just typing in. Tom Vaughan Lawler. That's it. Yeah. Nice work. Such pros. Um, yeah. So he, so, plays the so he plays the doctor very much against type of what we know him for as a, yeah. as a gangster kind of kingpin and um, love hate. Mm -hmm. But and he's quite good in it. Even but the thing about it is it is the broadest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It is borderline slapstick at times. And borderline there are some, slapstick. Oh, you know it is. Obviously, it's completely right on the line. Um, <laughs> look, I just try, I try to look up. Nidge actor. Nidge is the character who plays. Do you mean Niger actor? I do not. <laughs> um, but yeah. I was wondering why that was taking so long. Do you mean Nudge actor? No! <laughs> but, Nidge, god damn it! Um, but, yeah, so like the, the broadest jokes they will go for. And even in um, even in the, the Off Menu podcast when Donald Gleeson mentions this character is called Doofus and he goes, yeah, we stuck with that. You know, <laughs> just so he, I think yeah, he's aware how broad it is. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you what I did like about it first. I, okay. You know, I thought, I the thought they were, minority first. I thought some of it got by quite well on charm a little bit. Like you're knowing that it's like, cause you're rooting for Donald Gleeson mm. as a person, yeah, as he, an actor he's, he's in his career. I yeah, like him a lot. Yeah, no, me too. You know? Yeah. So I gave him more of a chance. And then, when Brendan Gleeson shows up, some of his facial expressions I, are so ridiculously stupid. I just laughed so much at the face on him when he showed up. I didn't even because uh, I only got to episode four. All right, okay. But I, so it's that's episode five, is it? I, I think I thought it was four. Maybe it's watched, yeah. He's only right at the end. The one after the musical, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That I might watch it. I might go back. Oh, I don't his know. face in it is the funniest thing. It's just hilarious. Just he's this character who thinks like like the rest of him. He's obviously playing their father, mm. but he plays uh, he plays um, Frank's father, and he is obviously an even bigger idiot than Frank is. Okay. But just thinks the world of himself. Thinks he's so great. Just to face them is hilarious. Right. Um, so I like that. I liked the language in it. I thought it was very funny when they would really go off on particular uh, 
vulgar swear words. I yeah, was very yeah and you know what I did like? This is pretty much kind of, I think, the only yeah. thing I did like. Every so often they'll do a, kind of a, a play on a movie or something. Like they do one right. where they're doing kind of a skit or a play on of Misery, first of all. And right. then, yes. and then yeah, they yeah. do one of 12 Angry Men. And you know, those kind of things where they reference other TV yeah, shows, yeah. they're quite funny. I did. Yeah. And like there were definitely la- lines that I, I won't say laughed out loud. I laughed quietly or I smiled. I had you a, raised a bit of a half smile. Or one of those kind of like, <laughs> little, little snort laughs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, so there was definitely times yeah. like that. But overall, what did you think of it? Overall, I thought, um, I thought there was a good central idea there and I really wished it had been better. Mm. I, could, I could kind of tell what they were trying to do. They didn't quite pull it off. Um, I thought you know the broadness of it was the thing that that hurt it in the end it was yeah. just it didn't have its own without sounding too hearty about it it didn't have its own voice it didn't just it seemed like if they got a second series it would be much better right but uh it, it like a, you got to episode four mm. and i got to episode four and i had to make myself finish it yeah that's what i found that i get so and it started off actually the first episode i thought was quite funny yeah. i think i remember thinking it was quite funny um and but i was but and there was bits where yeah i definitely kind of laughed at lines and things yeah. like that and then i just think as it went on which is weird because normally it's the pilot that's a bit shaky yeah. and then it kind of gets better but with yeah, this i thought the pilot was actually probably the best episode that i saw and then it got just got yeah. went into ridiculous territory because it's all right so like the, the whole thing is I was a bit dubious about it anyway, but with those two together, I think yeah. Donald Leeson is great by himself. Yeah. Brian, 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 whatever his name is, I think <laughs> I'd seen him and stuff before, and I always thought that he was a bit over the top with his acting. Now, I actually yeah. think he's quite good in this, with yes, playing yeah. that character. He's quite funny, the lines, you know, the way he delivers yeah. the lines. But I think I'd seen him before, and I, I distinctly remember thinking he's not as good of an actor as his brother, no. and he's nowhere near as good as Brendan Gleeson, but like yeah. Brendan Gleeson is extremely good, I think. But um, So I was a bit dubious because, as well, Donald Gleeson was in a show years ago called your bad self do you remember that it was like an irish show uh, i comedy. don't think i ever I saw used it. that word yeah, loosely. Yeah. i think amy hooperman was in it as well and it just had, it was so it was slapstick humor real toilet humor the whole right, way through yeah, yeah. so i was kind of thinking right don't Gleason, even though i think he's a brilliant actor, i think he's really good he's mm-hmm. in my favorite ever episode of black mirror the one with the be right back with the robot, and he's yeah, so yeah. good in that and everything else and i knew that he or he wrote and directed so i was a bit dubious because i was thinking he's probably a bit of a fan of the i'm gonna say it lowbrow comedy so i was thinking so I was thinking, right, I didn't know what this is. And then when I heard... What were the lowbrow bits that you, you did? In this? Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many. The, the, the first poo, one? The poo, the thing where they're throwing the poo, and it's human poo. And I, saw, I was like, I forgot. Come on. This is... And I'm like, we talk about farting and stuff a lot on this podcast. And even I was like, ridiculous. Why are you doing this? There's no... And oh, even the fact that his name is Doofus. Like, when I saw that, I was like... Did, did you just like get to the first writer's room and this guy is a bit of a doofus yeah, I haven't so figured just, out his name yet him <laughs> and then everybody just kept it in and everyone just ignored yeah. the fact that his name is doofus yeah. and that doesn't happen in real life no. okay so this is what I don't like humour right yeah. sorry I was about to bang on the table there so like... right something like Father Ted because I was thinking about it because I think they're obviously trying to be a bit of a Father Ted and I was yes. thinking why is Father Ted so much funnier than this and now I know Father Ted as well there's a lot of nostalgia there if I went back and watched it now now having mm-hmm. never seen it before I'm sure I wouldn't find it as funny as I did when I first started watching it but I think the thing about Father Ted that I love so much it's like yeah it's really it can be over the top and it's a bit, it's definitely surreal it kind of has that Simpsons mm-hmm. sort of um, yeah. s- uh, surreal element to it but the characters 
even when they're over the top, I think the essence of the characters mm. are very real to life. Like, you know, there's a yeah. lot of those Irish... Like, Irish characters and Irish culture, I think, in general, is already quite funny. You don't yeah. need to make no. it really over the top and unrealistic. Yeah. And I just found in Frank of Ireland, they just kept going more and more over the top and really and it just got to a stage where it's like this isn't funny because that would never happen yeah. in real life your mother would never say that to you your no, friend would never no. say that to you and it's it's like with father ted i guess because they're on that island it's a limited population yeah they're all as have mental as each other yeah. there's, there's that closed community kind of thing that yeah. helps that but in this you're kind of going is there a single real person in this and there isn't, no, there isn't no, a single real person. Yeah. Even even a real person to just kind of look, call them on the weird stuff. Yeah. They're all as weird as each other. Yeah. And when everybody's weird, nobody's weird. Yeah. Do you that, know what I mean? That's and the thing. I, it's I like just, you need, like you need, even your and the main character, it's just such a horrible character. And I like, it's, you can have, like this is the thing and I was thinking about it. It's like, because first I was like, why do they keep writing shows with horrible characters in it? And then yeah. I was like, no, it's fine to have characters that, you know, are flawed or whatever else. Yeah, but yeah. So say something like Succession. There's a yeah. lot of not nice horrible. characters and that but because that's so well written and because it's so mm. clever it yeah, makes yeah. it and there's the story is so interesting to get away with it even there's some even peep show like the characters yeah, yeah. in that aren't even particularly nice no. but they're just so funny and and the mm. way that they're written uh, i think it's all it's just it's a lot more clever i think if you're going to write characters that aren't particularly nice or you know have no scruples or yeah. morals like this guy whatever the hell is frank yeah. th then you need to be a lot more clever about yeah. it than the but way it, they are and i guess succession is a great example because the world they're in, they're all horrible to each other. The same with Peep Show. They're, they're kind of horrible to each other. Yeah. But none of them really are stupid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The thing. This yeah. is like a bunch of stupid people. Yeah. You don't know they're stupid. And there is comedy in that. As if you look at Dumb and Dumber, they're all stupid and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. But every now and again, there is a you character who kind of... You have a real character coming character in, yeah. But there's yeah. nobody... Like, it's all... Like, if you made this about... If you made this thing, Frank of Ireland, and all the characters were between 8 and 12. Yeah. Then, then you could kind of go. Get away with it. There's a reason why so they, they don't have... understand the world. They don't, you know. Yeah, it's, just, it's so unrealistic. And it's kind of like what I was saying before about sci-fi. And sci-fi gets away with it. It's like, I, I, I really like sci-fi where it's like, even if it's not realistic to this world, it's realistic to the world that they're in or something. Yeah, with that, they've got rules. Yeah, yeah, it's just so unrealistic. You'd never come across characters like that in real life. <laughs> Whereas with Father Ted, I knew that they were, you know, there was, they, were, they were intentionally making it a bit more surreal than life actually is. But you could tell there were priests like that. There's people yeah. like that. Like like I said, the essence of their character was quite realistic. Yeah. And 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 there are, especially on an island, like you said, yeah. like that, you're gonna have crazy characters. And they're all priests. It's a it's another it's bar. A, yeah. But when they're just people being stupid, I can imagine priests who've been on an island for too long, uh around surrounded by people who have been on an island too long. Yeah. They're all gonna act you know, weird to each other. Yeah. But Ted is never you know, a hundred percent stupid. None you know, of them are a hundred percent stupid. And, and Whereas, his motivations are very, yeah. always very realistic. Like he's yeah. a he's a priest who likes the attention. He was yeah. going to send to this island. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. We never really find out the reason, but but the tone of this thing is very kind of. It's just this kind of it's trying kind of, to be this screwball comedy, yeah, and it's yeah. not funny enough to yeah. be a screwball comedy. I think, yeah. or the right. I don't know. I just find all the characters were really one note. Like none of the characters are realistic, except for maybe the girlfriend. And I just felt sorry for her because yeah. everybody. She the, was the closest thing to being somebody who understand understood yeah. how stupid everyone's actions were. But at the same time, she kept going back to this man who was just horrible yeah, to her. Exactly, he was, yeah. and then her the doctor boyfriend was horrible to mm -hmm. her as well. And yeah. she just, yeah, I don't know it. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I yeah. thought I liked it, but I didn't like it. Isolated moments I thought were funny, 
But overall, I just found it, it was so uneven and just yeah. so... And it's such a waste, because I actually think oh, those yeah. two brothers, because I thought they were in Mother. Was it Mother? The one with Jennifer La- or Lawrence? I, I didn't see yeah. all of that. Um, yeah. is it, I think it's called Mother. It and, is, yeah. 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 And, they're, but, and they're play brothers in it, and they're actually quite good. They're, yeah. they're only in a small part of it, but they're actually quite good in it. So I think together, this could they could have been really good, but for some reason, they obviously just like this lowbrow humor yeah. this type of humor and it's and they think I'm it's not hilarious above it, but at the same time i did find that this was i could see what they were going for but it just didn't it didn't mm. land right it just didn't work and, and the thing i was really surprised about is that sharon morgan is one of the executive producers which yeah. is because anything i've seen her in oh, or she's anything she's been um, associated you know? with i thought she is so it's always really funny so actually when i heard that it it's kind of thinking sharon like, oh, i was like what are you doing don't put in your name to something like this <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Was, like even compared to say something like this way up the ashing b one yeah you know which has its, some faults as well but i thought it was 10 oh, times better than this so absolutely yeah, yeah. so overall i find like, it hard to recommend you know no. i think if, i'd recommend the pilot you yeah, know the pilot is actually quite funny but yeah. i think if you like the pilot yeah, I think it peaks in the pilot. I think know, so too, you know. yeah. I'd give it maybe like a two out of five if yeah. we're going with the five, yeah. I'd go two and a half. I think it's a pass. Right. A 50% okay. pass. You right. know. I, think, yeah. I don't think it's a fail. I think it's it's a bare pass, you know. Right, okay, yeah. There we go. Yeah. We, don't really, we don't really come down hard on things too often in this. No, except for this. Sorry, and, Donald. Yeah. Top man. <laughs> we have that's, mutual friends, yeah. but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. Okay. And then uh, the final thing. Yes. We're going to talk about is Luxury Problems by Andy Stott. And I have a, a pre decided to do a pre-recorded uh, introduction this week nice. to try and be a little bit more professional. So uh, here it is now. <laughs> Luxury Problems is the second studio album by English electronic musician Andy Stott. Stott stated that he stole the title of Luxury Problems from the phrase, I have luxury problems, said by a producer he met at a Paris gig. The album received Pitchfork's label of Best New Album in a review by Mark Richardson, praising it for being simultaneously more complex and more accessible than his previous works. Luxury Problems is the first album in Stott's discography to feature vocal performances from his former piano teacher Alison Skidmore. A mixture of dark ambient, industrial techno, trip-hop and dub techno, I knew this wouldn't be something that Will would ordinarily listen to, but I was curious to see if the addition of a slightly more traditional vocal could bring him over to the dark side. Let's find out if I was right. Um, Lovely. So, right. When you recommended this to me to, I, as something to listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, I recommended this uh, last week, <laughs> and uh, so I recommended it. Okay, because Andy Stott, who is the the the, the artist. He has just released a new album called uh, Never the Right Time. So I wasn't going to recommend that to you. And I thought, yeah. no, that's that's too much. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to listen to Luxury Problems first. And I'll see what he thinks about Are that. Are they so different? We'll see. Are they so different? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Never the Right Time is probably even a little bit, I suppose, darker than this right, one, okay. I think. So, yeah, so, so what did, so I, I was kind of, I didn't know how you were going to feel about it. I was thinking this could go either way. I think he could be like, yeah, actually, I can see some, yeah. or he'll really not like it, one well, or the other. Well, it, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It wasn't that at all. Um, yeah, so I've listened to it twice. I listened to it again today. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't really changed. So I didn't really find anything new in it the second time, to be honest. I, I think it starts off with, with the first time, I think it's numb. Yeah. And it's just this sample of somebody saying touch. Yeah. Saying? Some, yeah. Yeah. And then this woman's voice saying touch, touch, touch over and over again. And then there's this kind of 
droneish kind of uh, atmosphere building behind it, mm-hmm. and and I kind of I don't mean this in a bad way, but I felt that was all there was to it. It picks up, mm-hmm. it gets a bit more dynamic as it goes along. The introduce, um, but what I found was that every song in this record starts one way and layers itself up and then ends. Mm-hmm. Starts, layers, ends, and there's no there's no dynamic in any song really other than layering up there's no shift to if you think of the, what how, how ever a song starts as the a section like mm-hmm. fragments take the verse it never goes to a chorus it never goes to anything other than the verse mm. it's just and in that sense i was kind of going right i have to stop thinking of these things in terms of songs uh-huh, yeah. but i don't know that this that Andy Stott doesn't think of them as songs. I think he does think of them as songs. There's, there's lyrics and vocals on, mm-hmm. on all but one of them. Um, they're not easy to hear vocals. Um, they're kind of repetitive, in a sense. Um, but they feel like... They don't feel like songs to me. They feel like textures. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's not, there's not a lot musically going on in terms of the instrumentation. There's a lot of continuous drones there's no um, there's no hooky melodies or anything mm-hmm. like that and not that there should be or has to be but I, I found that these were they're kind of like mood pieces in a way mm. or uh, how would you uh, like an, a weird not weird an, an audio installation kind of thing mm-hmm. like an, an audio experiment and it was it was each track was setting a tone Hmm. and I, I think it set those tones very successfully but when I looked up kind of some of the things about it there's one song on it called uh, Expecting yeah and apparently it's about the time he, he and his wife were expecting their child it must have been a terribly traumatic period for him because <laughs> it's just horrible indu- I don't mean horrible in that I didn't like it yeah it's, it's this horrible industrial grindy kind of noise mm. that builds and builds and builds and it's kind of going What's that got to do with your, <laughs> your expectation of your baby? Were you terrified? Were you, there's another one called um, Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's this very ominous kind of sounding piece. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's about him being lost before a show in Austria. Mm-hmm. And that can't have been that scary. <laughs> right. You can't really get lost in a big city anymore if you have a phone. Uh, How right. awful was that experience that it inspired this kind of... It sounded like he got lost in some futuristic... Uh, terrifying city and it was in danger for every moment mm. you know that's what the uh, music was and like. is that yeah. important to you to know no, where the songs came not from really not at all about. but when you read about it you kind of go that doesn't seem like that would connect with what you're talking about there right um and there was another one about not being able to sleep and you know not being able to sleep is annoying but it's not dramatic unless it's for <laughs> years or whatever but you know but i just kind of thought you know I don't know, look, I don't know if it's the music snob coming at me again, but it's like, I feel like this is the music people make when they can't play. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care how you make your music. I really don't care. Because uh, I'm i not a technically good musician at all. But it, I, I do understand a, a certain amount of it. But, and I'm not saying that that's more valid than this, but... Part of me was going to say, I'm going to try and mock something like this up and do it. Right. But I was afraid that if I did I it, you go, that doesn't that. sound like that sounds shit. This is good, <laughs> yours is bad. But I, I don't want to be one of those guys who thinks that this is easy to do by any means. Mm. It's all about, you know, 
how he got there and you know his musical experiences and his influences and you know the kind of thing he likes and you know it's, it doesn't line up with what I like but uh, I really enjoy I had to think of them as audio experiments because mm. I couldn't see them mm. as songs the last one is the most song like one on it mm. the very last track and he works with an opera singer yeah Alison um, Skidmore Alison Skidmore is yeah. a great name and um, but she was his piano teacher as well yeah she taught piano yeah. that struck me as odd I kind of thought this does not sound like the record of a man who has who understands music theory and stuff like that and then I don't mean that well, no you're right there because actually sorry just to interrupt for yeah. a second um, so apparently he, she was teaching him piano and, and he asked her to sing on this and apparently the stuff that he brought her before this before yeah. the final one was a lot more basic and she right, kind of okay. said to him yeah, yeah. look you don't need to learn music but you need to develop your sound a little yeah, bit more yeah, so okay. she was saying like you don't need to know the notes and all that but you need yeah. to but so apparently this is actually much more developed than to what it was I think the stuff that he did before this was a little bit more basic and, and, and uh, there wasn't yeah. as much production skills in it so one of the things I did with the songs I listed today was I started say the first one numb right yeah and it's about five minutes long they're all some of them were around eight minutes and something mm-hmm. like that so I started the first one and then I would skip ahead skip ahead skip ahead like 10 20 seconds mm-hmm. stuff like that and by the time I got to the end, it wasn't like I clicked on it at any one point and found, oh, what's happened since I last clicked? It seems to have changed in some way. Mm-hmm. They all just start and they end bigger than they started. Yeah. Every one of them. Mm. And I just kind of thought, are they different enough from each other? Mm-hmm. Do we need all eight of them? Right. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. kind of thought, like, the, the albums I think we all enjoy the most tend to be have some variety in them. Mm. Uh, I just couldn't hear enough variety from track to track it just seemed like um, you know noodles with loops mm. and uh, and kind of big washes of sound mm. and you know discordant kind of stuff and I, I like I, I could approximate something like that fairly easily right and yeah. I don't I don't mean I, but I couldn't do it as good as him Right. But I could approximate it quite yeah. quickly. Okay. You know, um, but that's the difference between him and me. He can do it better than I can, but I can get close. Right. Okay. You know, because I know what the elements are. I know what the ingredients of a, of a track like that mm. are. Um, I probably would, I wouldn't be as good as generating those sounds. I could find something similar and mock it up. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's not the same as being able to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it did kind of leave me going, I don't know. I don't know when I would listen to this record. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if there's enough variety on it to keep me interested. I think by the time that final song shows up, I, I say something, it's the most song-like one of a lot of them. Mm. Uh, I guess because the vocals are more prominent and there seems to be a more obvious melody and stuff like that. My ears kind of pricked up a little bit at that point, yeah. but there was 35 minutes of... Yeah. <laughs> the last one is up the box. Or maybe it's leaving actually. So there's, there's leaving, two I leaving, think. yeah, leaving. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, no, because that was about him actually... leaving his job in the Mercedes Benz factory. Oh right. And they kind of go, yeah, it's luxury so problems. I get it. So, yeah, yeah, that's so funny that I because I never look up. Yeah, see, that's the thing, and I think this is like something something that we've learned over the course yeah. of this podcast is like because I I suppose I kind of do think of them as mood pieces, and I yeah, actually yeah. think that's my favorite type of music. Like I can really appreciate songs, and you know, with the mm. chords and harmonies and melodies and all that sort of all stuff. That good 
I think, but, uh, but I think definitely it seems like in my musical taste, I very much veer towards something that just is a type of mood and it gives yeah. off a certain type of tone. And I really, really like yeah. that. So it's like, it's funny because this is probably, I, so I, I love Luxury Problems. I, it's probably one of my favorite albums ever. I think one of my favorite albums over the last couple of years anyway. And I kind of thought that, that this might happen, that you might kind of say, okay, what so like as in like know, it's I, grand but you know so I, so what basically yeah like, it's what? it's kind of I guess it's so non-musical and I don't yeah. mean that as an insult I don't I don't mean that he has tried to make a very musical thing and has failed yeah I think the the musicality of it the the conventions of music and stuff like that are not his concern yeah but he does have bass lines in there he does have melodies in there and I, for me, and what he does have, but that's outweighed by all of the industrial droney yeah. stuff. But and I, and it, for me, it feels like, you know, it's being diluted too much. Right. Okay. I would rather dial up the melody and down the the drone mm-hmm. but he is skewed the other way yeah I, and I, I would that, flip those right yeah ratios, and you know as you well know. and i do think i actually i prefer it that way but also i think maybe i was just thinking there when you're talking maybe the fact that i don't know much about music as in like i'm not mm. musical in that way and i wouldn't know how to compose a song oh. maybe that is maybe that helps in a way when i'm listening well, to these because yeah. i'm not thinking about you know the chorus and the bridge and all of that again it's more like you know that the feel of the piece and the tone yeah. of the piece and i like these kind of enveloping sounds that i think that's what i, I can, maybe that's why I, see i don't like i said i don't care how it's made I, I don't really i find a lot of people who are you know virtuosos or incredible players or whatever it is if they're not playing anything interesting, I really don't care how good they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, because a lot of people are technically brilliant, but they couldn't write a, a tune to save, to save their lives. But I think with this, I kind of go, just the musical side of it. Like, I do think these are pieces. Yeah. And they're pieces of sound mm. rather than pieces of music. Right, okay. They're pieces then... of music-flavoured sound. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, if you ever get like a diluted drink there's just not enough of whatever it's too much water and not enough of the thing to flavor it yeah do you know what i mean and yeah. now you're just taking tasting water that's off rather yeah. than what it's supposed to be i just kind of think it's i i would mix that album differently i think i would bring a lot more to the front than he has right you know? okay yeah. yeah and actually yeah it's funny because there's other albums of his where there's even less of the melody i think because they don't say say i have a vocalist mm. and things like yeah. that so that's why i thought oh maybe with this one now we yeah. will kind of you know he like that vocalist and he liked the fact that it's, it's a bit more like a song yeah. but yeah like i couldn't pick a chorus or anything but it's funny because i just don't think about that or it doesn't seem to, to, to mean as much to me but uh, so apparently this genre is called um, dub techno which I didn't know I liked but there you go it's, it's, it's a type of dub techno but I yeah I it's really very slow yeah like it, see mm. I like that about it because there's other types of like there's other types of dub dubstep and um and techno and things like that, like Skrillex, where they have. So for me, anyway, what I love about it is I love the I, the bass in it, and I love yeah. the fact the bit that it's so kind of deep and heavy, and it's kind of almost. <laughs> I said this before; it's going to sound weird. It's almost kind of the songs are almost kind of like dirty sounding yeah, yeah, with I the bass. Like that, it's kind yeah. of like a dirty bass, and I love the fact that it's quite slow. I really, it's like slow dance music. Like it's so slow. Yeah. If you tried to dance to it, you'd like almost be dancing backwards. Right. Or something like that. I do you, know. But do you, you find that you could you could hum one of those songs, or you could sing it to yourself? Even no, but I don't do that with songs yeah. anyway. I don't. I don't care about that. But it's as not much. A, a defining characteristic in a song in that you could recall its structure and you could recall it and. I can 
like I can recall. That's like, why I don't think of them as songs. Right. Like yeah, and maybe yeah. that's wrong. I, 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 yeah. I don't mean no, that I think in a bad it's way. Just, I think it's just different. And that's the thing. Like as I was listening to it again, and I was so glad I recommended it because it just gave me such a good excuse to re-listen to this album because I just, I really, really love it. But yeah, it's very much about... I can kind of remember how it sounds but see this is the thing and so there's a couple of songs like my favourites on it are Numb Luxury Problems and Sleepless and also Half the Plan as well but Sleepless is actually one that I only I, I listened to this we listened to this for the first time in South America I'd never heard him before and, and Shane was, introduced me to him and uh, I he, he put in a track he put a track on a playlist called Luxury Problems and, and I, that was my favourite track of all right. the whole playlist and I just and because it was so kind of deep and dark and now there's I don't there's other music like this like there's an artist called Burial and it's a similar type of sound that kind of dark right. sound and for me that's too dark but with okay. Andy Stott I kind of feel like he kind of goes sort of like with a cheesy line he goes up to the line of darkness yeah. but he never goes too far okay. but there's something about like sleepless I can just imagine and I think this is what I like about music now and this is the type of music I seem to like I can really imagine that particular track being played in a nightclub scene of a, of a German film or something oh, yeah, like absolutely. that I totally agree I totally agree with that but I think if you take it out of that it's less interesting. See, it, yeah, maybe, yeah. but I suppose I can't listen to it now without thinking about that. Right, and it's kind right. of the same, again, just to go back to the field and that, or any sort of music that I've been listening to recently, it's like, I'll associate it with that type of mood. And that I just really like music that's really, at, that's atmospheric. And I suppose it's atmospheric for me. And, it, yeah, and even, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to be this type of music, but anything that sort of brings me, it, it like, it's like when I listen to this music, the same with Apex Twin, it kind of transports me to a certain place. And yeah. in this way, it is a bit more dark. It's kind of that, has that sort of, heavy bass but the thing with techno as well like there's other there's other um artists like skrillex and uh, like they do the obviously they have this whole bass drop but yeah, with them yeah, it's yeah. like if i can use an analogy of a wave it's like they build up to this yeah. really really high wave and like Huge like drop. if you were a surfer on that wave when it drops you'd be like oh yeah. shit i'm yeah, dead yeah. like it's a really yeah. like harsh drop but with this it's almost like a slow wave where you'd be like oh yeah. but that, you know you know you've gone down but yeah. this is going to guide you to the next place and i love music like that that seems to be kind of guiding you from one place to the next but i totally can see yeah. why somebody who likes a particular type of song which is most people i think wouldn't be in yeah a see i just i just that. find it hard to think of them as songs but here's a, here's a line from their really high pitchfork rated album <laughs> review which they got 8.7 i'm just amazed right but and I've never disagreed with a, a sentence more. Uh, it says, though luxury problems has a consistent overall mood, which I'd completely agree with. Mm -hmm. The feel and structure of the individual tracks vary quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I've I don't think that. that's true at all. Do you th I, I don't think there is a I huge actually, difference yeah. from one to the next. Yeah, and no, that I, doesn't I have to be. Similar, yeah. It doesn't have to be. But a, a part of me was kind of, kind of going, I, to say they vary quite a bit, I think is a stretch. Mm. They vary. Yeah, they vary. But yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. No. No, I do think they only vary a bit as well, yeah. and I think it's the but whole piece is thing, kind yeah. of a, a mood piece. But but have you have you? It's really interesting though if you watch an interview with Andy Stark because he is complete. Like when I heard this music for the first time, I was imagining this real kind of like cool artist or whatever that's yeah. like really into the music, and I could just imagine them playing a set somewhere and, and pretending to twiddle knobs. Yeah, that don't all this do sort of stuff. But yeah. actually, when you see him, which made me like him even more he's like this short small ball guy from manchester and he's like he says stuff like in it and things like that and he's just like he's so clearly not in it for the kind of 
you know the the fame or like I don't know yeah, the, yeah. whatever other you know the the kind of um platitudes of it. It's more he just really enjoys doing what he does. Yeah. And he's really into the music, and that kind of made me like him even more. But he's very his persona is very different. And when I heard this music, first of all, because it's so kind of dark and deep and heavy and 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 kind of um almost like not traumatic but like there's that that kind of element in it i was imagining a totally different type of artist and then when you see him it's like oh right yeah, I, like yeah. I, you could imagine him in carnation street like he's the type <laughs> of character in that and i think that that's kind of one of the reasons why i like it and i think it's quite i think it's quite different to a lot of things that i listen to as well see i think i kind of like that sort of dark music that sort of heavy bass there's something about that that i quite like but again i can see how it mm. might be too heavy for people like if i started if, if if for some reason i started playing this in work or something yeah. like that i can imagine somebody or our principal coming up and being like jesus yeah. what are you listening to there <laughs> but I, but that was my question was going to be uh where would you listen to it what would what would you be doing while you're listening to this? Would you just be listening to it, or would you be doing something else? See, I'm all, I'm or... usually doing always doing something when I'm listen when I'm listening to music. Yeah. I, but but there is this is the type of music I could yeah I could listen to if I was just on a walk. I would listen to it probably if I was correcting something or studying. Yeah, would that... you not be terrified listening to this out on a walk somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> there's something about that that I quite like. I really like music that has an atmosphere to it and it's oh, quite, yeah. and I suppose just to, to go back to Wilco like for me the big reason I didn't like Wilco was for me it wasn't atmospheric at all and right. I found yeah, that I quite bland yeah. so you know so that's why and I did think oh I don't know if Will's going to like this because I think he likes a certain structure in songs and everything else and yeah, I think he's going to find it a bit that's, like that's, one note that's usually my kind of area but but what I, I what I did like about this was I felt that this would be so effective in the right context. I would yeah. never listen to it just out of choice. Right, but I think if, yeah. if you, like you say, if you put this in, a, in an amazing scene in the film, or yeah, I'd yeah. say he could do an amazing soundtrack to something. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a great environment. But somebody, somebody said that his, his music, this album sounds like the, the sound of a gigantic city. Yeah. Kind of trying it's, to move. It's like the mechanics itself. of a city yeah. or and something. Can, yeah. And, 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 on, and on that level, it, it's very successful yeah. can, and would you not be able to say edit to this maybe not edit music oh yeah absolutely know. but that's what I'm saying I, I, I need to, to take something. this music and oh do you mean edit while this I can't I don't edit with music on it depends, yeah, yeah. it depends what but I'm editing but I could edit something to this music yeah. with the right footage I think it would work brilliantly yeah, yeah. but I think with this stuff I kind of go what is the context that I would experience this music? And I, I don't think it would just be sitting in a room listening to it. Right. I think okay. if, if I could tie it to something else, I think it would work amazingly. Okay, yeah. Because the, the texture of it is amazing. Mm. And, they, and the, the sounds you generate are really great. Right. And, you know, that's why I have to say, stop thinking of them as songs. It's they're not songs. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pieces of music that have traditional song elements at times, but... That's not what they are. Mm. He's not trying to write a hit here. He's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. He's not yeah, trying to write something that the postman can whistle, you know? Mm. So, and on that level, I, I did enjoy it, I have to say, but I, I couldn't imagine going back to it. That was okay, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because originally, like I said, I was going to recommend the most recent one, and I thought the two of us could just listen to it for the first yeah. time. And then I thought, no, actually, he needs an introduction to Andy stuff, but there is yeah. another, there's, he has another album called Faith and Strangers, and that, that's a really good I, album. I but, wonder if I listened to a bit of that. I didn't move on to listen to another one, but I can't remember what it was. And there's another one as well. And God, I can't remember it now, but there's a song on it called um, Dismantle. Uh, it Should Be Us is the name of that album. And I, I, there's a guy in, that I used to 
used to work with Luke he's an editor and I, I got him to listen to this we were all in the office one day and we're kind of just like giving each other music that we that we like and I got him to listen to Smantle and he had a really good and like if you think this is kind of like you know dark and provoking that's yeah. even more so and it's kind of it's almost sounds like it's going in reverse at times but okay. I really like it but he listened to it on his headphones and he took them off and he was like oh wow that's like that's like you know Two electric picnic two o'clock in the morning yes. when everyone else has gone to bed and yeah. you're still up dancing and I thought that I've never been to electric picnic but I'd imagine yeah. that that kind of thing where you're just like completely out of it listening yeah. to this music and exactly just, yeah so I thought that was a really good yeah. analogy of it but yeah I think I that's the thing I'm realizing more and more I th- I do and I started listening to um I can never pronounce his name is it Suf- Sufjan Stevens Sufjan Sufjan because everybody oh, no, pronounces it Sufjan because everybody yeah. pronounces his name differently yeah. it's a, Suf- I call it Sufjan Stevens I think it well anyway. going on what Nicky said he's the greatest fan of his in the world yeah. Sufjan 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 right. wow I've never heard anyone pronounce it like that well anyway I started listening yeah. to his stuff recently I love it and it's a completely different type of music but so and like I started listening to a lot of the Beatles and stuff like that recently so I can totally appreciate all of that type of music but I do seem to, to I'm drawn more towards mm. these kind of mood pieces and yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I think I like um oh my god I forgot the Cockatoe Twins as well yeah, yeah, they're absolutely. funny they have kind of traditional song structures without the lyrics yeah. but they are very much creating a mood at yeah, the same absolutely. time and they're very atmospheric it's like they have all the song structures but they've blurred all the edges yeah the exactly just, yeah you know and I and I kind of think somewhere between that and this is what I'd enjoy most. This right. didn't have enough yeah, of the yeah. musical side yeah. to make me come back. And yeah, and I can under, I can understand that. Like I said, like I don't I, think it needed much more. I yeah, just it, a little bit more. Yeah, it is quite a pair back issue, in you know? some way. Yeah. But I can like uh, there's so many people I know who I could imagine would listen to this and go what? <laughs> you know, like, so, so that's the thing. Like for me anyway, I would actually give this album a five just because I love it so much. But I could very much understand why people wouldn't. Yeah, feel I think like that. I think on its own terms. Yeah, I, I mean. I can really see that it's done what it's set out to do. It's a very singular kind of voice to it. I think the album, on its own, if I'm judging it on its own terms, I'd probably go three and a half to four, right. only because I think there's not enough variety on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it has to be wildly different, but it, it felt very linear until it got to that last track, and that last track was a surprise by the time yeah. I got there. yeah. They just didn't seem different enough for me. Okay. You know, yeah, so that's that, fair was the only, that was the only issue. Right. Yeah. It was an interesting thing. I've never yeah. heard anything quite like it. Yeah. And that's yeah, always a good thing to say like about, credit, yeah. about some music that you find, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to recommend for you for the moment, but. Uh, that's fine. Actually, yeah. Well, when, or my friend, when the, my, the first text that you sent me about this, or when I said, you know, oh, I think I'm going to get you to listen to Andy's that luxury problem. So you were saying, this better not be revenge for Wilco. <laughs> for Wilco. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was. I, I, when I first listened to it, I kind of went, oh here gonna, <laughs> you know but by the time I got to the end of it I, I, I did um, I enjoyed it but not in the way I expected it mm. expected to and also enjoyment is not you know I don't know if that's the right word here mm. I really appreciated it I really um, I liked huge chunks of it in terms of what I was trying <laughs> to do it sounds like you're you know when you're I don't know like trying to pick out good things about a person like they've got a great personality yeah, I really appreciate very, you yeah. as They're a very person punctual yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to find anything to say but yeah no, look it's not it's not my cup of tea cup of generally tea. speaking but I could see in the right environment in the right 
uh, combination with something else, yeah. I think it would work really well. I yeah. ju- it just wouldn't be the kind of thing I would. Stand I wouldn't be sitting there listening yeah. to it and tapping my toes. Yeah. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anybody do? Click, Click it on along, fingers, you know? it. Oh, I love this bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that bit when it goes. <laughs> 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 but what I do like in Luxury Problems that, that, that my favourite song on is Luxury Problems the title track and uh, it goes like this <laughs> but at certain points there's just these random sounds just coming yeah. where you're like whoop where did that come from <laughs> so I quite like that yeah. that element of surprise in yeah. there frights yeah. in a song but no yeah. I'm glad you got to listen to it anyway and you yeah. got to hear Andy's stuff and I was thinking for the next time maybe the next time we should both listen to an album for the first time oh yeah and, we'll and, we, and we'll see what our reactions yeah. are but Maybe we'll get a third party to recommend something. Yeah, okay. I was going to suggest, but you might have heard it, the uh, Flaming Lips record, Soft Bulletin. I've heard a few of their songs, yeah. but I haven't heard a whole album. Right, okay. But we'll get somebody to recommend Yeah, them. and then yeah, we'll both listen to it. And um, recommendations uh, that you're watching or listening I to I started the watching a TV show called Startup. Oh, I saw that advertised yeah. on Netflix. I haven't seen it. It's good. It's very much in the kind of... Um, slight Breaking Bad kind of mold, a bit kind of... There's a great series that a couple of years ago, a good few years ago, um, called Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? No, I did watch I that. watched the first series of that, I really liked it. it was, maybe I would look back and I'd it go... it was very over-the-top and cheesy. See, when you recommended it to me first, yeah. I think I watched some of it and I thought it was great, but I was think I was trying to stream oh, it. Oh, as it went time. on. It, 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 it was just so many... Li- yeah. Like, that guy... The, the, the really angry guy the, the, yeah, the yeah. other computer I don't know I can't remember oh, yeah, his name, yeah, yeah. who drove around the sports car like the, I think I was tuned the out the dialogue was yeah. just so yeah. cheesy at times and knocking things coming into a room and like knocking yeah, things off I think off at that point I was going hey I've gotten enough out of this yeah. I don't need more but the um, yeah it's startup Adam Brody uh, but Martin oh, Freeman okay. is in it playing a psychotic yeah, right. American corrupt cop oh okay and it is very bizarre right his american accent oh. and just you know i'm looking at him kind of choking somebody and going tim from the office stop you know oh, right, yeah. um so it is good <laughs> it takes a bit of getting used to i what else did i watch tried watching the son of Sa- sons of oh, sam yeah, documentary I tried that too. It just doesn't seem to be that yeah good. after the first episode it wasn't really about the son of sam anymore it's about the guy's theories on there being more than one son of okay, sam right, and yeah. then at that point i was going He's never gonna prove this. Yeah, it's, ne- it's, it's gonna, gonna end, you know, with him as a bitter old man. You know, yeah. I watched the the Q Anon documentary. Oh, oh I haven't watched that yet. I okay, watched about four watch episodes that. of that. Right. Very good. It makes right. me feel stupid. Okay. Because you, you, did you see the Big Short? No. About the head, no, which is really good. I, right, that made that me feel well. a bit dumb as well. Kind okay. of going, I think I get what they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe but, we'll do the QAnon documentary for the yeah. next episode. The QAnon thing, though, I was watching it going, why are these people living their lives this way? You know, right, okay. They are literally wasting their lives arguing on the internet about yeah. who is Q and all of this stuff. And you kind of go, this is their 20s or 30s drifting by. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are the the good years you yeah. know you're not getting these back you bunch of yeah. dorks get out there <laughs> yeah. and um yeah so what's that what do we do um so i started watching that show motherland on netflix so i think oh, Sharon I Morgan, yeah. yeah it's quite funny it's yeah I she like is that. brilliant yeah. The, the lead actress yeah i don't know i've like never seen her in anything else but she's, she's in line good. of duty isn't she she's, i haven't watched that yet i, I haven't watched it, that's I another she's... one that i want to start watching because everybody talks about it but yeah motherland is quite funny um yeah i can very much sort of see and graham linehan writes it as well it's it's like sharon horgan graham linehan and some somebody else. Yeah, who's it's such a shame it, about Graham Lenehan these days, isn't it? The way he's kind of imploded his his life by being um, 
you know, all the trans issues he's got himself oh, wrapped right, up in. Oh, right, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and uh, Anna Maxwell Martin, that's her name. Okay, she's absolutely never, brilliant. Yeah, she's regretting it. The only thing is, I think I probably will stop watching it soon enough because I just find, because she's always so stressed, yeah, I, find I find I'm, find actually, it, yeah. I'm actually getting quite stressed watching but it. Diane <laughs> Morgan is in it too. You know, her. she's on... Um, What's that guy who did Black Mirror? Charlie Brooker. Brooker's show. She plays that uh, Philomena Kunk. Oh, <laughs> on, okay. she's read her. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen her in other things, but she I didn't know brilliant. what it was. But yeah, and she's very girl, good. Uh, I'm just looking here online. Lucy Punch, the kind of blonde girl. Oh yeah, she's like, very funny she as well. So, yeah, no, there's so really good. good. There's really funny bits in it, so I think I'll keep watching that. And the thing I've been listening to as well, which is a book, um, I actually recommended to Paul in work, and another friend from work, Paul on TV, said he started listening to it. Started listening to it, I think, or reading it, and I uh, really likes it as well. But it's Dermot Whelan. I think I was telling you about it. Um, yeah. this this comedian, Irish comedian Dermot Whelan. And he's got a book called Mindful and he's a comedian okay. he's a stand-up comedian and he was on TV he has a radio show on Today FM called Dermot and Dave and uh, it seems to be very popular I've never really listened to it but yeah. I've always quite liked him but he became a meditation teacher there a couple of years ago right. and it's kind of and he, he does a lot of meditation sounds have become really popular and I, I've listened to a couple of them and I, I really yeah. really like his meditations it's so weird you think everybody would just be kind of the same with that <laughs> sort of stuff but there's something about his voice or the way he does it he, he, I, I really like him but he has a new book out called Mindful and um, okay. it's very it's become, been really popular now I think it's been number one for the last four or five weeks and it's just about his story and how he got into meditation right. and it's really funny because he kind of basically he was doing all these things and um he ended up he was at a cats the cats laugh festival in Kilkenny one year and he ended up having what he thought was a heart attack but it was actually right. a panic attack okay. and he in the book he kind of says he's the, the name of the chapter is don't let me die and mum the bat he's having <laughs> this panic attack at the side of the road and he genuinely thinks he's going to die and he's oh like I can't God. believe I'm going to die and mum the bat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just really fun so then he realises then he has to change the way yeah. he lives so it's just a bit, and then so the first start the, the start of it is kind of him talking about his life and what led him up to this point and then how he got into meditation and right. the rest of it is about what it me- what meditation is and very kind of simple non kind of as he says himself wanky terms. Yeah. <laughs> he used that phrase as well so I'm just and, looking um, on, sorry while you're talking there I'm just looking on Netflix so there's some few few things I tried to watch and couldn't get through oh right but yeah. would you recommend that yeah I definitely yeah. recommend Mindful I think it's great yeah. Starter was good there's a lot of chewing yeah I might on st- it. yeah right um, I might start watching that I listened to From the Oast House which is Alan Partridge's oh I need to start listening to that sounds good. hilarious I've just listened to a couple of things on YouTube just little clips good. and they've been very funny so I must start yeah, watching that, that's that well. it really yeah well maybe for the next one we'll do the Q&A oh I watched the new Netflix movie The Woman in the Window oh I saw Amy that oh, so yeah the thing I started watching last night so I watched The Virgin Suicides the other oh, night because yeah, yeah. I was correcting and I just I got, took a note and then I was thinking I want to yeah. watch The Virgin Suicides because I love the soundtrack to it yeah, and I, I, I liked it more than I remembered and then I was thinking do you know what Kirsten Dunst is actually quite an underrated actress she was only 16 when she was in that that's yeah, crazy so then last night I watched I don't know if you've ever seen it Dropped Out Gorgeous it's this film about a, a beauty pageant it was made in 1999 as well it's so funny yeah. it's just a really it's a satire and it's really <laughs> good so I started watching that so I might I'll probably go through a Kirsten Dunst stage now yes. where I just watch loads of her <laughs> old movies I watched that oh the other thing I'm watching this last thing is season 4 of The Handmaid's Tale Oh, right, Which yeah, I really never good. got into that. It's yeah. five episodes in now, and it's really good. Right, it's yeah, great. I will watch it at some really stage. Good. I don't know why, I just yeah. can't. I tried to watch the first episode twice each time. I mm-hmm. kind of like that with things, you know, but I think it almost... It, have you gotten through it? it? I don't think I... Yeah, I think I did. I think I watched the whole first yeah, episode. Yeah, just skip to just the second one and just carry okay, on. It, right, it, it, yeah. it is really good. Right, I will. You know I will. But it's, it's really yeah. good, you know. 
that's great. That's it. So, okay. I don't know what we'll do next time, but yeah. we'll, uh, maybe the Q&A thing. We, we don't know, yeah. Great. All right. Just fade it out there. We're both. Yeah, I guess we'll do something next time. For an anti-climax. Anyway, she might as well do our creepy little goodbye. All right. Okay, ready? Bye. Ooh, I went way higher than I was expecting there.